Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Free Idiots and a Movie. I'm Joel. I'm, I'm Scott. Yeah. One day you guys will learn how to say your names and not at the same time. No. Hey, we got it last week. Yeah, I don't. I, I think it, whose fault is it? Because I'm trying we're, to remember who usually we're progressing goes. backwards. I'm trying to remember who usually goes like second, then third. I have no I, idea. I think in the first one I went second because Kyle was barely present. Yeah, that's fair. You probably yeah. went last on the bullet train one because you probably didn't even remember your own name. Yeah, likely. And to be fair, I think it should be you going third. Kyle's used to going second from the 80 million episodes that you weren't here for. <laughs> Damn. 20 oh, seconds Jesus. into the podcast and we're already into the bullying. Let's go. Yep. Start off strong? Yeah, well... This week I am hosting, and we are doing 300. I know that Kyle enjoyed this movie, and Joel did as well. I don't know how many other movies we've got that we all enjoyed. Can... American Psycho, we all enjoyed. Oh, we did enjoy that. Stitch, um, we all enjoyed. Leave on Stitch, yeah. What are you saying about American Psycho here, Kyle? I said all I needed to say on the podcast. <laughs> we all enjoyed Bullet Train. That's true. Yeah, yeah. We all enjoyed Sinister. That was a banger. Ah, yes, I Joe enjoyed that here. one. But Joe enjoyed it. And Joe is better, Scott, after all, as discussed in that episode. Can he Joe just replace me permanently? No. <sighs> no. Fuck. Nah, he doesn't want to. He's too busy playing League of Legends. Oh, Jesus. Anyway. And still being a lower rank than Kyle. That's because I have no life. That is true. If I'm not coding, I'm gaming. If I'm not gaming, I'm... I right. don't even know. 800 yeah. page essays on Lilo and Stitch alone. <laughs> Kinda, yeah. <laughs> and I'm forgetting the ice cream man. I know, I can't believe I forgot that part. Just... Oh... Uh... To, to clutch up the ice cream. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. I'm sure it's fine. Just before we get too into it, I just want to say, obviously, Spotify Wrapped at the time of recording this came out this week, and we have three listeners who had this podcast as their top podcast of 2023. So thank you to you three. Uh, that's psychotic behavior to be honest yeah i don't see how you guys got it up there but like i don't even listen to this podcast no no none of us do why would you listen to this podcast yeah and also i want to say a shout out to kyle's friend in america because they watched like seven episodes of this in one sitting that's truly that is truly psychotic yeah, a little bit. Um, they I do have, worry for their health. They got the the ups and downs of who else is going to be on the podcast. <laughs> sometimes it's Joe, sometimes it's just me and Kyle, sometimes it's the three of us, and then that one random one where it was just me. The, oh. the, the fabled Kyle solo episode that gets talked about across about four different ones and never happened. Because <laughs> <laughs> he forgot. <laughs> It will happen someday. Um, will it be about a movie? Who knows? It might be about Kingdom Hearts lore that nobody asked for. <laughs> Only time will tell. It can join the descent on episodes with zero views. 
yeah, I would I'd be okay with that. It would just be nice to like air out all of the lore from my system to then never speak about it again. Fair enough. Well, let's pass this back to you, Scott, and get this show on the road. Uh, you can pass it right back to me. I'm going to pass it back to you guys. I want your initial impressions of this film, because I don't know, had you watched it before, Kyle? But I know Joel hadn't. Yes. So, your guys' initial impressions on it. Well, I'll go. I, I hadn't seen it before. But Zack Schneider, one of the greatest to ever do it. He's a good director. Uh, we'll, we'll loop back to that after the first impression, so... I was expecting quite a lot of very nice visuals in this film, but like from the trailer, it looks like the most generic movie of all time. So I, I was not expecting much. It looks like every other film that came out around this time. There's about 80 different like films all about Greece that came out at, in these years. So I, I wasn't expecting much, to be honest, but I was very pleasantly surprised. Kyle? Yeah. Um, so the first time I watched it, I was exceptionally drunk. Um, and I watched it with one minute. <laughs> Default state. Believe it or not, no. <laughs> um, I do not drink that much. Uh, I can just drink a lot. Just a whiskey a day. I wish. That sounds expensive. You drink yeah, you... weekly. Yeah, but not much. It's you like still... a couple of ciders on the weekend. <laughs> I think I drink like once every three months. I, I'm, yeah, I'm less than that. Yeah, that's because you wake up. I'm, I make up for it. Well. <laughs> I made up for it. Kinda. You were barely yeah. conscious, mate. All in the incredible book. Yeah, it'll it'll be another two years. That's around go. the time but between the really fucked up sessions, but oh well. But anyway, I was drunk. I didn't remember a whole lot about it, aside from it being a lot of very oil, oiled up men and slow-mo action shots. I mean, um, what more could you ask for in a movie? True. Very truly true. nothing. Um, but on this rewatch, it was as fantastic as I remembered. I did have a bit of fear that my drunk brain was like, "Oh yeah, this is like one of the greatest movies of all time." And no, it definitely stands up. It stands Wait, up to get that. A, a descent repeat. No. Oh uh, yeah, I thought I was. Oh my god. <laughs> I'm still mad about that, man. But yeah, that's my what about initial your impressions. Initial impressions, that's got. I don't remember when I first watched this. It was a wee while ago. I've watched it a couple of times, but initially I was coming back for those greased up men. I I couldn't keep myself away. Can you blame me? Not in the slightest. <laughs> no, I don't remember when I first watched it. I think my impressions were similar to yours, as it looked like generic Grease film number five. Yeah. But it was much better than that. So, I was pleasantly surprised. And yeah. it it continues to be as good on rewatch. As... I know we did we did briefly a few times mention the, the directing in this film being one of its strongest points. 
which brings me to a, a new segment I want to pull over from last week and maybe make it oh. a bit of a, a oh. weekly segment. And this is going to be the weekly top five. I'm going to let you two boys go first on this one. So this week we're going to be saying top five directors of all time. I want to hear from Scott first. <laughs> That's probably wise. I'll hear from Scott first. What's he saying? Top five. You're, you're being cut down for now. Um, I got myself three. Sorry oh. to disappoint. You have Ridley Scott. You have Edgar Wright. And you have Christopher Nolan. The reason you have those three is because about the only three that I actually know. Everybody else I would need to look up. No, that is fair because they, they are very, very good directors and I feel like I don't have any of them on my list and I was prepared to get harassment from any film bro that listened to this podcast. No, film bros can take sauce in mine. They can then be disappointed at you. you I'm fine you forgot, with that. You forgot about their best friend Tarantino, Scott. I did forget about him. I'm not quite that into feet. And he, yeah, that's. See, you know, once someone points it out to you, you really notice it when you watch <laughs> the films. Yeah, you, <laughs> you do. Oh, I, no. just, I just um, want to. We have to address um, something that's just happened here. So, Kyle <laughs> just popped into the Discord here. Stop poking corpses and then wrong chat. Um, you want to elaborate on that for us? Um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> what the fuck? I was kind of hoping you guys would just gloss over that. Oh no, um, that's not something that can be glossed over. So, I have Minecraft open on the other screen. Um, because my friends have a modded server open at the moment. And one of my buddies got an achievement and it just popped up and I saw green and my head snapped towards it. And it just says, disturbing the dead. So, I was trying to type to him to stop poking corpses. Okay. Well, there is logic well, behind it. Okay. Well, let's hear your logic behind your top five directors of all time. Uh, uh, can I chuck in one one more? Oh, um, which popped into my head when we said feet. Taika Waititi. If you've ever seen Jojo Rabbit, you'll understand. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. See, see, yeah. see. I yeah. like Jojo Rabbit's good. For Ragnarok, pretty mid. For Love and Thunder, tragic. I haven't seen it. I couldn't put him anywhere near my top five. I just like Joe Joe Rabbit. So Joe Joe Rabbit is good, though. I know who he is. I know his name. I know his name. So let's see what Carl's got to say. Well, the main issue here is that I only know two directors, and I came very unprepared for this segment. Um, <laughs> Boys, you've had all day. We've got five between us. Yes. So, <laughs> number one being all-time favorite, Tim Polari. I hope you're still listening. Uh, not really, actually, but if you are... Pondering to the audience. A little bit. Um, and the other one is James Cameron, because I've watched Avatar more times than I remember. Okay. Is that your segment over, or are you wanting to, you wanting to doubt yourself? I'll out myself. It, like, 
No one else, Carl. I can't. Oh, George A. Romero. Or R. Romero. That's a good one. Oh, wow. Yeah. Scorsese, you quite like that new flick of his. That is true. Um, oh, I forgot his name, so it's fine. <laughs> Apologies, Martin Scorsese, if you're listening to this. <laughs> Which you definitely aren't. Yes, we run a, f- a podcast about films and we don't know five directors. Well, don't worry, because yeah. I have five directors. In all fairness, we are three idiots. Yeah. <laughs> so, at number one, I've got. I have to make sure I don't pronounce this incorrectly. They are a French director, and I looked up how to pronounce this beforehand. So if I pronounce this wrong, it's YouTube's fault. Uh, Julia Ducorno. She is the director for for Raw and Titan. Raw being my favorite film of all time, probably. We're going to be doing an episode on that early into the next year. And I'm very excited to see you two's reaction to that film. Should be fun. Should be good. Two peop- uh, one of the f- things at the world premiere, two people passed out. We they couldn't handle it. Uh, number two, I know all the boys here love this guy. This is Damien Chazelle. Now he is he has done three masterpieces here, boys. He has done he's done a Whiplash, great movie. He has done Babylon, great movie. But the one that you boys all love, he did La La Land once. God. What a movie. What a movie. The movie was not good for the soul. No, no, very much. No. Oh, the, oh such a good film. Number yeah. three. Got my man Jordan Peele. He has made three movies, and all three movies have been fantastic. He did Get Out, Us, and Nope. Glorious films. Number four, I got Robert Eggers. He did The Vich. The Lighthouse and The Northman. I really think we'll be doing an episode on The Northman very soon, potentially as early as next week, because I feel like you boys would like that one. Uh, yes, making more promises we won't keep. Yeah, who knows? It we are like, very good at that. <laughs> it could be like Spider-Man 2, or it'll be completely polar. There'll be an episode next week. Maybe it'll be one of these films. The only guarantee we can give you is there will be something. And in last place, not last place, still a <laughs> great director. Number five, I have Fede Alvarez, who directed Don't Breathe and also the 2013 remake of The Evil Dead, which has to this day still traumatized me because there is a scene in it where the demon licks a box cutter and splits her tongue in half. And I don't think I'll ever get that image out of my head. You do know you choose to watch these things. Yeah, it's a really good film, though. (laughs) I'll take your word for it. She gets her arm stuck under a car and just rips it out. I don't see your, like, appeal in these. No. It's a good movie. You don't quite have me convinced. It, it, no. it is real spooky as well. Good. Nah, I'll, I'll leave that to you. Uh, do you want to walk us through the 
the definitely very in-depth plot of 300. Yes. Uh, a quick summary of the film before, which was basically going to be everything. We follow King Leonidas in this, which he takes 300 Spartans to fight against Xerxes, the God King. That's about all you need to know. We will run over some plot points, because that's too little writing even for me. Um, we have a great introduction to this film, in which we see King Leonidas and his upbringing. As a Spartan, they go through challenges when they're kids, and the final one is to survive the winter alone out in the wilderness. We are narrated through this entire bit, and it's one of his men from later on in the story. The narration goes over basically his state of mind. He's calm, he's collected, he's not panicking, and he's fighting with a giant wolf, which he ends up skewering and wearing on his back. I will say, I love this scene. Yep. The direction in this is great. When you just see the silhouette of the wolf. There's a lot of points in this movie like that. Where it's maybe not completely true to how it would be realistic, but it's artistically. It's artistically beautiful. And I also think that a lot of the time it could be like, I don't know what the budget or anything was like with this film. It did come out a while ago. This is 2006. So it could just be like tackling constraints of the of what they could do at the time, not showing exactly what you need to see, but kind of artistically questing that. So you don't see him spear the wolf, but you see that shadow in the background as you see him sticking it through it. Yeah. It's a very good introduction that does tie into the film later on, which is good. Following this, uh, he returns to the village city. Is it a city or a village? Imagine it's a city. It'll be a city. Yeah, looks a bit like a village, but city. There's some houses. He becomes king, basically. The next scene is when he's grown up, and we meet the Persians. A messenger is ridden in to Sparta, demanding that they basically vassalize themselves, which the king doesn't like. I'm I'm sorry, this is called Free Idiots in a Movie, Scott. I am an idiot. Can you please tell me what that word means? Uh, you stay partially independent, but your overlords are other people. If they tell you, you give me 500 men, you give them 500 men, because they own you, basically. Okay. Cheers. Yeah. I, don't I don't know them words. Them words. At least I think that's my interpretation. I'm an idiot as well. I could be completely wrong. That's my interpretation of it. The The king doesn't take well to this. He also doesn't like that his wife was insulted. The queen. And he decides, fuck it, let's kill the messenger. And this is where we get the... Great line. This is Sparta. Nah, 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 nah. I'm not having that, Scott. Yeah, you, you, good. You tell it then. No, nah, Scott. Put some oomph into it. No, this I'm is not. your movie. No, nah. <laughs> there's no but, oomph here. Kyle, do you want to give it an oomph, Ego? No. 
<laughs> he goes, Less! <laughs> Your mic did not like that. Oh no, what happened? No. You sounded like a drunk guy outside my bar. Uh, well, he, uh, he, gets, he gets kicked into a well. He gets kicked into a well. I will oh, say, man. just before this, when he's kind of thinking about the deal, you see him looking at all the kids around. And I quite like that because it shows you know he's kind of considering the future of Sparta here. Yeah, he and he's can't be having this. Yeah, he's he's not liking that. This sets off the Persians being a wee bit upset that they've just had their messenger killed, which is a bit of a a no no. You don't really kill the messenger. Literally, it is a saying: don't shoot the messenger. Yeah, he was rude. He needs to learn some manners. He was a bit rude. He asked why a woman was talking to him. That's... He was warned at the start as well that even though he's a messenger, his words are his own. Yeah. He got what he deserved. Moving swiftly on to a, a not very nice area, we have the ephors, which are priests of the old gods and to go to war which Leonidas now basically has dragged himself into uh, he needs their blessing now these bastards are corrupt and inbred they're also pretty nasty looking I mean I think that's gonna yeah because of the breadness they they a bit <sighs> Yeah. No, they they don't approve of this. I'm gonna just ignore that and move on. They they don't approve of it. It has nothing to do with them being bribed by the Persians and a lovely corrupt Greek called Theon? 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 I forget the pronunciation. I mean, my plan was names. to just kind of call people by their actor because that's easier. That is probably easier. I don't remember the main character's name, but that's Jared it's, Butler. It's Dominic West. Yeah, that's easier. It was Dominic West. Actually, does Kyle doesn't know any actors though? Neither do I, but I have a list of them because I read this. <laughs> I need to be slightly prepared. Anyway, they say no to the whole going to war thing because they get some gold out of it. This kind of puts Leonidas in a bit of a shit situation because he's started a war without being able to have an army. Yeah, he's got a bit hyped for the war, you know. He's like, yeah. you mentioned it already, I'm kind of keen. <laughs> he's, he's already got himself oiled up. He's keen for the scrap and he wants to see some, some burly men. <laughs> he's ready to go. <laughs> as a as a stopgap measure, he decides that he wants to take three hundred of the elite quote unquote bodyguards he has for a walk up north. Now they are all they're all very happy to do this. They're all already oiled up, so they slip and slide all the way up north. I will say, there's a jump scare in this scene. There's a jump scare in this scene. Is yeah, I was I, well, I was jump scared by Michael Fassbender. Because what the fuck was he doing 
he just showed up. I don't remember which one that was. He's like the main one that wants to die a warrior's death. Oh, is that the young one? N- no, the young one's the guy's son. It's. <laughs> one sec, let me grab him up. It's the, the, you know how the, the, there's the guy's son that is fighting? Oh, yeah. And you know how he has a ton of sexual tension with <laughs> yeah. that over guy? It's the. Uh, yeah, it's that guy. <laughs> yeah. He's here. He just showed up, and I was like, what's Michael Fassbender doing here? <laughs> I didn't expect that. I was like, that's Ezio Aditori, or whatever from the whatever they called him in the Assassin's Creed movie. Yeah. Anyway. So, Neo from the X-Men. <laughs> <laughs> they slip and slide all oiled up north. And we get to the... There's two sides of this. There's a political side, and then there's 300 oiled-up men. And the political side is with the Queen. She is trying to get a council, uh, an audience with the council, to try and convince them to actually get the army and send them up to go fight the war, which they're in. But they don't seem that bothered about. Can I just add one comment in here? Yeah, you can. Political stuff? Boring! I'm here to see the half-naked men punch each other. I thought you enjoyed I thought you enjoyed the prequels. Look, they get away with it because Hayden Christensen's in this. <laughs> well no, but like the prequels didn't have much else going for them other than the political stuff. This this had a much more interesting plot that I was trying to watch. Uh they're important to the actual story, but yeah. Depends what you're here for, and we know what you're here for. I want, I wanted to see big strong men stab each other, and I got a lot of that, and I was happy. <laughs> Jesus, I'm, okay. I'm not ashamed. Don't, yeah. don't tell me like you two are, you two are going. Ah, you both. I'm gonna sit here on my high horse and act like I'm not here for the exact same stuff. Exactly, and you're the same, Kyle. No, I came here for uh, the half naked man. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> You're like, no, but I didn't want to see them stab each other. I wanted to see them kiss. No, you wanted to see them stab each other. Just not with some. I like, I like some. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> hmm. I don't think so. Let's get back to it. politics. Let's. We'll be brief on the politics because it. Yeah, that's not what we're here for. No. Basically, the, the queen is also incredibly brief on the politics. Yeah, I'll be even briefer. I'm. Yeah, the the queen is trying to get the council to agree to send the army up north. That's all we need to care about for now. We'll head straight back to the three hundred oiled up men. Yeah. Now, <laughs> nice. Now, could I ask? You know when they're like walking through the trench and you see that guy up above them. Yep. Mm-hmm. My first thought, and I wrote this down, was why the fuck is Salad Fingers here? Oh, no. All you see is, are these lanky fingers grabbing onto a tree. Joe. <laughs> Tell me he didn't have the Salad Finger fingers. I'm not saying you're wrong, but. Bro, bro definitely likes rusty spoons. Look, I will not take. I will not hear you try to defend the man that betrayed Sparta. 
Spoilers. Spoilers, Joel. Jesus. It's uh, fine. The listeners know the drill by now. Yeah, I know. We, also, we, don't, we don't care. The film came out in 2006. It's nearly the same age as you. Oh my god. Wait a minute. Actually, no. how, much, how much older are you than this film? Uh, just, just, just a few years. Like three in it. Yeah. Oh my days. Oh my days. <laughs> my man's practically a fetus. <laughs> oh shit! You're gonna kill me or cryo freeze me. What is this uh, to me? Oh yeah, all the anti-children remarks. <laughs> oh yeah, I forgot about that. Uh... <laughs> I have had a review yeah. from someone else who just said. I almost turned it off because all you do is waffle about random stuff. I think you only spent 20 minutes talking about the film. This is a podcast loosely around a film. Exactly. That's... This is really just this episode. See, like last week, we just want to talk about old Disney stuff. This week, we're here to talk about oiled up strong men. We just we just find a film that vaguely would let us do that. Yeah, obviously. There's no other reason to. Nobody's watching this film for the plot. <laughs> oh, I am. <laughs> yeah, that plot. <laughs> <laughs> um, the the salad fingers that Joel was talking about is Aphiltes. Aphiltes, yeah, that's the name. He's a hunchback, and. His parents were Spartans, but he fled. Well, they fled with him because he would have been tossed into a pile of dead babies because he was a hunchback. So yeah, we, we you forgot to mention. Yeah, that. I might have just skipped over that yeah, wee bit. That's a slightly important part. I think you need nah. to tell us about the dead baby pile. <sighs> nah, I know Kyle like that. I know Kyle just dodged that. that bit because he hates kids, so he probably got real excited seeing all this. No, I may hate kids, but I wouldn't wish like ill upon them. So if someone handed you a baby that you were like, nah, this ain't gonna become a big strong Spartan man, you wouldn't eat it into a pile. No. You Why the fuck baby. would I do that? You could took you a toss, bit too long. Toss it. To that's your to that's your actual reaction, it's just a Okay, throw. I will admit I would have like the initial like hesitation where someone hands you a child and your brain goes toss it and i you think know that's you just should... you no because i've asked other people about this and they've all said yes i think they just say that because they are scared of you you've seen me there is nothing intimidating about me no but mentally if you say every time someone hands you a baby your brain goes ha ha toss well no it's like when someone hands you something expensive your brain's like oh drop it no or when you're standing like on a cliff edge your brain's like jump no no no, that was, no. i agree with Kyle on that one Boy. wonder what would happen if i just took one step it's forward. the call of the void it's like the things you know for a fact you won't do you know you shouldn't do but your brain screams at you for that split second you're it's like, fine. Shut up. Falling doesn't kill anyone. It's just suddenly stopping at the bottom. You just need to take the water bucket out and place it on the ground before you land. Can you demonstrate that? I was just going to say, you guys said that I was the one that needed to be medicated last week. <laughs> Were we wrong? Were we? Boys have just said you want to jump off a cliff. 
No, no, no. No. The voices in our heads did. There's a difference. We didn't say it. We do be waffling. <laughs> a little bit. A wee bit. There's not exactly much plot to go off on this one. We right, need back, to. back to the abs. Back to the abs. Well, it's hunchback abs at the moment, I'm afraid. Brooklyn he... Shield over his head. <laughs> <laughs> on that note... Bro, didn't yeah. even know the phalanx formation. <laughs> yeah, he, he's wanting to join them. Oh, which wait, no. Leonidas forgot. says no, because we he can't hold the shield up and protect the other Spartans. We forgot about the tree of villagers. Oh, it didn't really matter much, so I skipped it. Yeah, but there is a tree of villagers. It's to show the brutality Details. of Details. the Persians. Yeah, the Persians, it's the mortals. Like, the mortals killed a ton of like a village, and then just stuck them all to a tree, like the start of Scream. Details, and then, details. And then Jared Butler has a banger of a line here, though. He goes, Immortals will put their name to the test. And they oh. do. And they do. Anyway. The Hunchback is wanting to fight with them. He's also warned them about a pass that the Persians could take to get behind them, as their current plan is to kind of hold out in a narrow crevice because they can the, just they're ignore going, they're going the Donald Trump route mm-hmm. build, a build a wall uh... sorry I'll, I'll make a more appropriate reference for Kyle Kyle they're going to put a sage wall down oh shit okay now I get you Yeah, yeah. it's like a Nevia just, just place it down Making a choke point on B. I gotcha. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're, yeah. Co- you're covering, you're covering the right doors on sunset, going on to A, so that they can only get you from bombside. Wait, which country is sunset? Nobody. If anyone's wondering why Kyle's <laughs> saying which country is sunset, it's because I don't know. Scott knows this, but when me and him started playing Valorant, Kyle thought the server name was the map name. <laughs> And we loaded on to like a sen after playing Icebox, and he's like, "Wait, I thought the frost map was called Paris." I never claimed to be smart. <laughs> you did give me context on that one previously. It's it's just so funny. Apparently, I'm smarter than Kyle though, because I didn't I didn't call the name of the place London. Anyway. Uh... Yeah, out of Filthy's the Hunchback. I'm just going to call him the Hunchback. It's easier. Um, the Hunchback didn't take too well to being told no, and he gets a bit butt hurt and runs off. We now get to the start of the battle. Um, well, well, they're building the wall out. They, bu- they build, they're building the wall. It's maybe not the first start of the battle. They send over another messenger, which... They should have learned the first time doesn't really work. He gets his hand removed. He, he tries to whip them, and they they're they're not having it. They cut his hand off. The reason he's whipping them is they've built a wall, uh, and used the Persian scouts as uh, a mortar. As a mortar. The, exact, the exact quote is, uh, "Your scouts provided the mortar." <laughs> 
Yeah. They didn't like it. They removed their hand. Things happen. Anyway. Now we move on to the start of an hour-long battle scene, basically. This is when the movie gets real good. Yeah. Also, can I just... I want soundtrack here. Oh. They they pulling out an electric guitar in a movie about Greece. Oh! Oh! I was getting hyped. I was ready to join them. I was, like, ready to pull out a sword and get in. I was getting hyped. That's all. Now, Joel, tell us, how often do you think about the Holy Roman Empire? <laughs> See, I, I don't ever think about the Roman Empire, to be honest. You what? How, how often do you think up, uh, think about greased up men, then? Daily. There we go. Hourly. Nice. We just need to target Hourly. Hourly. <laughs> Minutely. <laughs> Constant. <laughs> Okay. Wow. How often do you think about gory stuff, man, Carl? Um, just the normal amount daily. I don't know. <laughs> like every Tuesday, I guess. I will say, legitimately, no memes. I don't think I ever think about gory stop men. <laughs> I stand by what I said. <laughs> Except for when I'm watching, it's always sunny in Philadelphia. Um, you shouldn't think of Danny DeVito that way. I mean, have you seen him crawling out of that couch? No. <laughs> oh, wait. Uh, there's a scene where he's covered in lube. And he's hiding inside of a couch. And he crawls out of it. Uh, let's see if I can find the... <laughs> While you're finding that... <laughs> Look at oh, this. God. <laughs> <laughs> for, the, for the viewers at home, if you look up Danny DeVito couch, it's always sunny in Philadelphia. You will see the gif we are referring to. And it Scott. sounds like Kyle has been left speechless. Scott, is that how you looked like when you were getting out of your dad's car after a staff night out? <laughs> That's more graceful. <laughs> Oh no. It's just the fact if you watch it, he kept his socks on <laughs> and his shoes. He was like, ah, it's hot in here. I gotta take off all of my clothes, but not the socks and shoes. You gotta wear um... your socks and shoes. Oh dear. I, I'm gonna delete that message because I can't stop watching it. It's a wee bit distracting. <laughs> he looks like he's being birthed from a whale. <laughs> Anyway, back to the movie. Back to the movie. Um, <laughs> this part of the movie is... I'm not going to say repetitive because that sounds makes it sound bad, but it's quite literally stab, repeat, stab, repeat. A nice zoom-in, slow-mo, stab, repeat. But it's the, so cool. the cinematics of it are just... They keep it interesting. Also, it's, very it's all the different weird. ways to stab a Persian. Yeah, it's very clear that the Persians never played Demon Souls, though. Because anyone that plays Demon Souls know the way to beat the phalanx is you chuck the fire bombs at it to kill all the shield phalanxes, and then you can attack the main one. Didn't they try that? They tried it later. They they looked up the they looked up the wiki how page for how to beat the phalanx. I think they they did a poor job of it. They obviously didn't read the entire thing. They got halfway down and forgot to put their. Stores a wee bit further back. Yeah, 
But then, yeah, speaking of the cinematography, I like the bit where Gerard Butler just gets real angry and he just runs through them all. And it's just one shot of him just stabbing. Is that not a wee bit later on? That, nah, it's, it's here, isn't it? Oh, I think that's a wee bit later on. It does get a wee bit, a wee bit blurred together. Okay, we'll hold it off for now then. Yeah, we'll hold it off. It's the next note I have because I just got too distracted watching the film. <laughs> watching the oil butt man. Just so much stabbing. It's a very entertaining bit. It, it beca- it's like I it's I feel like me watching this film is how little kids are watching like Coco Melon on YouTube. Nah. Nah, fuck Coco Melon. <laughs> oh my god. Alright, I feel like we got You've hit a nerve. Alright, pause on the film. Kyle, what's your problem with Coco Melon? Um you remember when Rings of Power came out? Badly. Yeah. I, hey, I quite enjoyed it. I fell asleep ten minutes into the first episode and never Yeah, but you've not I haven't even started it. It's pretty good. I saw that it wasn't true to the talking shit and I was like, yeah, nah. That's fair. Um But regardless, um I was up in Shetland when the finale was coming out and I had my yearly poker night with the lads. And we all got exceptionally drunk, and the next day I was to go to my friend's house and watch Rings of Power with him. We were both exceedingly hungover, laying on his couch, and he had a like, newborn baby at the time. Um, so Coco Melon was on the TV. And both of us were too hungover to change it. So we just sat there with Coco Melon on, hungover out of our asses for about three hours. And but- it was hell. To prove my point, was the baby in a trance watching Coco Melon? Oh, absolutely. It was insane. You were also in a trance watching Coco Melon. I was in, like, a weird Archer-level trance of just, I hate everything about this. I don't feel great. Welcome to hell, Kyle. Welcome to hell. The the next hour of this movie is my Coco Melon. I don't know what happened. I was just watching it, and then the film ended. And I was like, yeah. nah, no way, that's been like an hour and a half. Because it's just it's just so good. <laughs> it is. The the first really battle agree. the first battle starts at like forty minutes, thirty, thirty, forty minutes. And the film's two hours. The film's two hours long. <laughs> I'm getting way too invested. And I thought this film was gonna be like really generic. But I I was getting hyped and I was feeling sad anytime I saw a Spartan die. Yeah. yeah. Because you, you know really there's because there's only three hundred of them. Yeah, you're like, you're like I'm sitting there calculating the numbers in my head. I'm like, oh no, they lost a good few that time. But then you're, the, f- you're like, the first the first battle they didn't lose any. Uh, and you're watching the trades. You're making sure like, ah, oh, well at least he took about fifteen of them down with him. You know, <laughs> you're like, you see if it was a worthy sacrifice. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna the the scene after the first battle is back to politics so i'm just gonna fire through what's going on there quickly um it's just a continuation of before it's more i want to get the council on my side and i've been given two days to do so basically so that's all we need to say back to the the battle um we do have a wee bit here which i will add in because it does come up later um leonidas and xerxes have a bit of a chat 
the uh, wait, wait, which one's Xerxes? The the uh, God King. Okay. Yeah. The main baddie. He, he Xerxes is a bit full of himself. He That's sits on he sits on like a throne which is carried by like fifty guys. So yeah. He's also massive. Yeah. But during this chat, he's trying to get Leonidas to give up and he's getting more and more irritated as it goes on because Leonidas just is not taking him seriously. And at one point says, ah, sorry, I can't kneel to you. My knees are sore from killing all your guys. I, I love that. That was so funny. <laughs> ah, my calves, mate. My calf. I think I pulled a muscle. Stabbing so many of you. <laughs> Yeah, he doesn't. Yeah, he doesn't get anywhere with this chat, and he just gets a bit irritated. We he's move. A, he's a funny, goofy dude. Fun yes. fact. Oh. oh. So, Spartans—they were known for their laconic wit, and this is essentially—they preferred to use as few words as possible, and they believed in effectiveness of brevity. So. Oftentimes, when they're having conversations, their remarks were often pointed out, or pointed and sarcastic, or insightful and humorous. Fuck, they would work perfectly in our office. Yeah, it's just, it's just so funny. He's just a funny. Oh, how did I miss that earlier on? Uh, <laughs> they said to the messenger, um, the messenger said that they would be raining arrows down, that they would blot out the sun. Another demonstration of yes. this. They do that. They rain down with arrows, and the Spartans just start laughing because they're. They said they'd fight in the shade, and they're now just fighting in the shade of so many arrows. It's good. Oh, it's got lots such of, a great lots of line. Wet. Yeah. Is this where the cool scene happens? The cool scene. There was many a cool scene. There Jared was many. Butler. The one shot of Jared Butler just being an absolute menace. I don't know if that's the first battle or like the second one. Uh... I have no idea. It does get a very it's blurred It's before the Reign of Arrows. Is it? Yes. Sure? I'm 100% sure. Oh no, you are right. Yep, no, no, that is the first battle. So, um, right, let me talk about this, because I love oh, it. Oh no. Oh, here oh. it goes. I, I was like... Oiled up, man, get you excited. This sounds so cringy, but I, I was like... I was watching this and I was like, yes! Because it just looked so cool. <laughs> I was getting hyped. So it, the, the, the camera is just on Jared Butler and he gets a bit angry. So he just starts running forward. And as he is, he's just, he's stabbing these guys like it's round one on Black Ops Zombies. You know, one knife and they're out, no fret, no bother. Knocking them at the side. Everyone is dying. He's unstoppable. And then he sees one that's a bit far away from him. You see him pull the spear up and throw it, but you don't follow Jared Butler anymore. You follow the spear, and the spear goes and goes and goes, and it hits the guy in the head, and then you stay on the spear, and then you see a hand touch it and pull it out, and it's Jared Butler again. And then he keeps on going and kills more people. It's so cool. It's just cool. It's Zack Snyder just in his element. Oh, man, boys, one day we're going to have to watch the four-hour Justice League, because there's some stuff like that in there. It's glorious. Oh, there's Justice League. There's a scene at the start where they're on a uh, Femiscara 
and it's very reminiscent of the action scenes in this, where it's like Steppenwolf's forces attacking the uh, the Amazonians, and they're trying to get the mother box away from him, and it's oh, so good. This movie is basically just a visual. It's it, it's visual candy. Make eyes happy, and I'm I'm here for it. I'm completely here for it. Eyes were happy indeed. Eyes were happy. Anyway, where were we? We've jumped back and forth a wee bit probably here. Mean, I mean, we've been talking about fighting for so long. We're probably going to have to take another political detour, aren't we? Ah, uh, I think we are. Oh, no, no, no. We've got the Immortals. This is... Oh, yeah. Oh, they built, so cool. They once again build another wall. Um, This time out of just Persians. No longer rocks needed. Just purely Persians. And the mortals rock up, and the mortals are the Persian elite. I forget the exact number, but there's like 10,000 of them, and they always keep 10,000. Um, so it's the best of the best. And they rock up. They, they say they're unkillable, as we said before with the tree. They're very much not. They get absolutely rolled on. But we do see the Spartans start to take some some losses here. And then it's after they think they've got all the immortals that the arrows come down in it. I think it's before that. I think it's right after the first fight scene. Ah, anyway, we'll continue on to some more. I'm not going to call this politics, but it is almost politics. We get the hunchback going to Xerxes, and. Yeah, he's being a little bit of a backstabbing bitch here. He's he, got so much of his back, to be fair. He does. He does. It's kind of understandable. Can't even lift his shield into phalanx. <laughs> I don't think any of us could. <laughs> I could. Yeah, watch no. me. Watch I could. Me. E for the glory of Sparta, Kyle, I could yeah. easily do that. Okay, fair. Have you had an oiled up man to your left? You're telling me you couldn't? Go if Gerard Butler was staring yeah, dead if... in the eyes, shirt off, covered in grease, and, and said, he was "Raise like, your Lift shield," that shield above your head. You're telling me you couldn't do it? I'm a little guy. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, the the hunchback's being a a bitch. Um, he's agreed to take the Persians to the pass which he said about previously and get them around and behind Leonidas and his men. He's convinced and I'll just quote a line yes I want it all wealth, women and one more thing, a uniform he just wants to fit in yeah I'm, he's a backstabbing bastard yeah this is not the way to go about it doesn't quite know how to make friends, does he? No. Anyway. After this, there is proper politics that isn't interesting and relevant. Um, the Queen's continuing trying to win people over, and the, the main person against her, the guy from the E-Force earlier, is Theor Theron? What the Dominic 
West, did we say? Yeah, Dominic West. He's uh, the main kind of opposition to this. And she's having a conversation and he takes advantage. Let's just say that and leave that there. It's not nice. He does get his comeuppance in the end, thankfully, though. So, back to 300. Or probably not 300. Reign of Arrows, Reign of Arrows. Oh, we're past Reign of Arrows. Nah, we're, no, we're 100% not. No, we are. No, I can tell you for a fact we're not. I can we, tell you when Reign of Arrows happens. Nah, because Reign of Arrows happens, right? Happens twice in the film. No, it doesn't. Yeah, it does, because there's the bit where they get all the arrows, and he's got them all in his shield, and he stands up, and he takes his spear, and he knocks all the arrows off his spear. And then, big guy comes in. I think you're getting things mixed up here. There's only one rain of arrows. I'm going to get Netflix up right now. You're getting Netflix up right now. Reign of Arrows is around 50 minutes. Yeah, it's 50 minutes. Which is just after the first battle. Netflix. Yeah, you, you, you do your thing. Kyle, are you going to weigh on which side are you weighing in on this? More than one or just one? I'm not including the end. The end does not count. I'm trying to think. Um, I think there was only one. The, the end is a separate instance, because that's not this. Let's see. Oh, he's looking. He's trying to find it. He can't find it. And while you're looking for that, I'll continue on. Um, after this, we've we've got politics. Yeah, she she. Yeah, that's not good. Oh wait, no. That, yeah, that. I was wrong, but we have also missed like a major action bit. What do you mean? So after they pu- push all the bodies onto the Persians, Hi. there's then a massive fight where someone literally gets drop kicked, and that's when big guy comes out. They t- the big chained up guy. Is that not the Immortals bit? Yeah, it's the bit where they push the dead bodies on them. Yeah, yeah. I can't. I can't cover every single death. Yeah, I'm sorry. But, I missed your favorite death, did I? But big guy is awesome because <laughs> there's the bit where he chucks the uh, he chucks the axe at Jared Butler, and the guy pulls him out of the way, and it just like skims the hair off the top of his helmet. I like that bit. Good. Good. I have skipped over a lot. There's a lot in this movie. It's a two-hour-long movie. I can't go over every single scene, I'm afraid. Um, Where? Politics? Yeah, fucking politics. Oh, joy. Um, No. Good, we did politics. I'm getting lost here. Yeah, now it's firebomb time. No. No. We've got a wee bit before that. We don't, because I'm literally watching the film on my phone. We've just had the politics bit. Yeah, I don't know where you made this politics bit up, because it's not in there. Oh no, I don't have the firebomb bit. Jesus, there's too much of this. Bro, how, you know, do, I, 
I skipped over the fire bomb, but. Kyle, can you, can, can you believe this, Kyle? Joel, I can't talk about every single little scene in this movie. Yes, you can, because Kyle did it for Lilo and Stitch. <sighs> you talk about the important ones, and the firebomb bit's important. It's not. It is. It's not. It is. If we were to talk about. Ah, oh, Jesus. <laughs> Kyle, you people, about- people can watch the film. This isn't just every single scene in the film. But it's all the cool bits, and you're telling me Firebomb bit isn't cool. The entire last hour of this film's cool. Exactly. That's why we sit and talk about it. So they chuck... Because you you missed out the rhino. There's a rhino in this film, and you didn't even talk about it. There's a big. there's a lot of eye candy in this film. There's a big fat man with blades for arms. I skimmed over him as well. You're just demonstrating that there's a lot. You should at least mention How are you not going to mention the man with blades for arms? (sighs) His arms are blades! Oh, God. I don't want to go over every single (laughs) scene in the film. Yeah, but stop talking about politics then and we just talk about the cool stuff. Politics are part of the fucking film. So is Blade Man! I've spent about two minutes talking about politics. That's two minutes too many, and that two minutes you could have talked about Blade Man. Jesus. Uh. (laughs) I can't believe my boy there's an elephant. Multiple elephants as well. Fuck your elephants. Wow. Wait. I feel like Kyle, he, Scott, Kyle Scott's gotten really confused and lost on this film. Because, <laughs> I oh, okay, you, right. <laughs> I think it's good you, you asked me to look this up. By the way, Scott, what? Because you know, from that second fight, yeah, there's a lot of stuff before the next politics part. There's the continuation of the fight, the fight, or the fight. It's the, just a, it's like 30 minutes of fighting. No, 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 because, but you know what happens before the next politics bit? What? The guy's son dies. Is that there? I thought that was later yeah. on. Yeah, yeah, so did hmm. I. I'll, so did I, but nah. He gets his head chopped off. He doesn't like that. It's also that doesn't, doesn't go down well. There's a lot of sexual no. tension in that scene because Michael Fassbender and him are like sharing a look at each other. <laughs> they share a few I don't looks think it's a uh, sexual tension. The guy's son just died. No, before he died. Before he died. Oh, oh, the sorry. guy's the guy's son <laughs> and Michael Fassbender oh. share a look. You know, and they're like talking about how many people they killed each. And then a guy on a horse just chops his head clean off. And then, yeah, the guy goes and like murders another Persian. And then little gremlin boy talks to the to the man. Yeah, little gremlin boy talks, and then we hit the politics. And then it's back to the 300, at which point they're being split off from the Thespians, which are a bunch of guys I haven't actually spoken about because they don't really matter. Bunch of cowards. They are. They don't want to die in glorious battle. Come on. Why are you even here? Are you really Greek? 
Come on. Um, they depart. We also lose the narrator of the story at this point. He's had his eye poked out, and he's sent back to basically tell the council to get a move on and get people there. But, yeah. We can forget that. There's more politics. The Queen stabs the guy that uh, was corrupt, basically. Everybody cheers. They agree to send the army. Big boo. Big woohoo, sorry. Not big boo. Um, uh, they don't agree. They don't, they don't. No, but they basically do. Yeah. There's, they, they're against the guy who's corrupt. So, yeah. They're going to send the army. At some point. Um, we now come to the final battle. Yeah, so J- Jared Butler, I, I want to see if you got... He commits a war crime. Okay. He fakes surrender. What's, what's, what's a war crime between a friend and two? Like, he fakes surrendering. Does he ever say he's surrendering? <laughs> <laughs> nah, right. We're not. We're not. We're not having this argument because I have not having an argument about the Geneva Convention. <laughs> well, no, it's because the reason that we can't have this argument is because of Kyle. Because what have I don't. Genuinely, I would. I would maybe be up to hear your debate on this, Scott. But when we watch Sinister, the guy's wife asks him, "Are we living?" next door to a murder house and he says no because they're they are actually no scott can end this debate right yeah right scott if girl asks his wife asks him are we living next door to the murder house he says no because they are living in the murder house did he lie it's a lie through a mission (sighs) no he did not lie. He was just speaking facts in the court of law i technically know a mission by <sighs> man wasn't lying. I wouldn't say he's telling the truth. But he didn't lie. By technicality, no. That was my argument that he did not lie. Okay, I'll I'll accept your argument because it benefits me here. He never said he surrendered. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm happy with that because I'm happy with that because I'm because that an argument with Carl annoys me so much. <laughs> oh, I'm only doing that because it benefits me. I'm so salty. <laughs> you didn't commit a war crime. Good. Problem solved. <laughs> Maybe politics were the moral of the story because we just used some. <laughs> We've proved we're as convincible as any politician, just when it suits our own interest. We'll do something. I can just the silence from Kyle really shows how angry he is right now. <laughs> oh, like I don't know if you listened to that episode, Scott. But I haven't. It's a it good. Got really heated. It's like a good twenty minute of us arguing this, and Joe just goes, "Nah, I'm not. T- I'm not adding to this." <laughs> So Kyle, Kyle on this scene, it. on this scene, are you going to be consistent? Is this a war crime? Because if you want to be consistent, <sighs> this should be a war crime for remission. Like technically, <laughs> it is. Yes. So you're saying he's a war criminal? 
Yeah, probably. I mean, he, he definitely did something else that was a war crime, 100%. However, back then, it wouldn't have been a war crime because there was no Geneva Convention. Very, very true. Very good point. So he could get away with that. So it's technically not a war crime. He did kill the messenger. That is a wee bit bad. I am probably on a list because I am looking up a list of war crimes. It's not something you should Google. It's the Geneva Suggestions. Well, yeah. I mean, Call of Duty lets you use white phosphorus. It does. Yeah, but that's Call of Duty. <sighs> Let's move on from war crimes and to the final battle. I say battle. Slaughter. Um, we get Joel's favourite character, who's... I say he's your favourite character. Is he your favourite character? Who? Mr. Pent-Up Energy Man. I forget his name. Um, Michael Fassbender. Yeah, Michael Fassbender's best character in this film. <laughs> he's just so hyped. He's always keen for a bit of a scrap. And at the end he's... of the day, I think he just wants to sleep with one of these half-naked men. I think he does. I mean, this final scene. Yeah. 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 And I think Kyle has some interesting Greek lore for us once we finish. We're almost there. Let's let's yeah. get through the last fight. It's kicked off with everybody being surrounded. They're in basically a dome with their shields protecting each other and Leonidas at the front. He's he's not surrendering. He's just having a rest when he was asked whether he could kneel in front of Xerxes. He puts down his spear, he gets on his knees, he's just having a little snooze. Takes his helmet off. Takes his helmet off. It's hot, you know. It's, it's very hot in his helmet. At this point, Michael Fassbender jumps out of the uh, out of the pile of Spartans and just spears the bastard that's been telling him to surrender. He just starts stabbing. He Yeah, he really goes for it. He's having a Grand old time. He's used Genjiel in this moment. <laughs> he really has. Um, at this point, they start raining arrows down, but we're just focused in on Leonidas. And we're having flashbacks to him and his wolf scene at the start. And he's not. Uh, he's not angry. He's not excited. Well, he's probably angry, but he's not kind of like out of control and he just picks up his spear and goes for a long throw and proves that gods indeed can bleed as he slices the man's mouth open it's a very good scene because it has the spear kind of traveling up the steps which I think is a very deliberate visual kind of spectacle it's got a meaning behind it, as it's like traveling up from him to go and kill the god, but it doesn't kill, it just makes him bleed, unfortunately. Limitations of working with history, I suppose. I will say, technically, we're saying that Gerard Butler committed the war crime here. But actually, the Persians were committing war crimes. Because they were trying to kill all the Spartans, that's genocide. 
Yeah, but they weren't committing war crimes. Why not? Because there they was no Geneva Convention. Yeah, no, nah, yeah. But they would. Talking... They were trying to. They weren't trying to kill them at that point. I don't think. Not all of them. There's a difference between like winning a war and genocide. Potato, potato. <laughs> Nanny. <laughs> this is not three idiots in a war crime. I was about to say we're not like, experts. I would this. like to, but I would like to say this is a joke. I do not agree with war. War is bad. Yeah, let's. Let's steer clear of the Geneva Conventions. Suggestions. Suggestions. It's a checklist, really. <laughs> a checklist for a good weekend. <laughs> no, it's not. No, it's not. No, it's not. <laughs> I just remembered some of the stuff on there. No, it's not. No, it's not. No, it's not. This is not legal advice. In Minecraft. In Minecraft. Um... In RimWorld. Oh, don't get me started on RimWorld. <laughs> you definitely commit war crimes in RimWorld. Every single time I play it. Okay, for Um. Anyway, back to the Spartans. He's sliced open Xerxes' mouth, at which point Xerxes kind of is zoned out of it, and he's very focused on his, himself. He's not too and chuffed. He's not too chuffed. You wouldn't be either. I mean, you're a god. You want to know how I got these scars? <laughs> um, everybody's dying. Everybody's just getting shot with arrows at this point. Many, many half-naked men are being belted with arrows. And at this point, we also see Joel's favourite character die. He's holding hands with Leonidas at this point. Which... He's happy to die alongside him. I'm honestly surprised no one kissed in this film. <laughs> like, come on, you guys have to admit you probably are too, aren't you? Didn't they call... Who did they call boy lovers? Um, Sparta's at the south. Who's it slightly north of them? They're kind of enemies, historically. Oh, I should know this. I forget um... their names. Does it begin with A? Uh, Athenians? Is it the Athenians? Possibly. Yeah, we'll, call it, we'll say it's the Athenians. We're experts, anyway. Rose just gone. Okay. Um, yeah. They, they call them boy lovers in this. So maybe if you wanted to watch a film, try find one with them in it, and then you'll get what you're looking for, Joel. Anyway, everybody's dying. Leonidas is once again having flashbacks, this time to his wife. Um, and he just gets pelted with arrows. It's all over for him. Skill issue. Uh, skill issue, come on. <laughs> yeah, why didn't he iframe the attacks? I would have loved. To, I would have loved to see him just rolling, iframing all the arrows. Roll, roll, roll. Did it just dodge the arrows? Just dodge. Just dodge. No, that's when you use the. That's when you just force quit app to diagro all the mobs. Works every time in Dark Souls. That's what all the speedrunners do. 
they, they just like glitch through the floor. Well, yeah, but yeah. if they ever have to run past mobs, they force quit the game because it. I think in all of them, but Dark Souls Two, it cuts aggro. Huh. Jesus. Okay. Um. Anyway, movie at this point is basically over. We have a couple of scenes. We have the narrator who takes the necklace from Leonidas earlier on, and he returns it to the queen, who takes this as he's dead, basically. He 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 did. After that, we have a really cool ending, but kind of a shame that we didn't get to see it. It would have been very fun. We had 10,000 Spartans against... Uh, oh wait, no, there's 10,000 Spartans and 30,000 Free Greeks against 3 to 1 odds. So... 120,000 Persians, which we can talk about numbers in a second because they mentioned numbers of troops in this earlier on and it's a wee bit disingenuous, but oh well, it's a movie. And then it cuts on all of them charging at the Persians. Good ending. Now, you said you've seen the second one, Scott, haven't you? I have. Does the second one take place right after this one with that fight? No, not with that fight. It does start with a different fight, a large fight. Um, but is it like the same war? I forget it's, if it's... Isn't it the Unidas' son? No. It's following a different guy. Um, I don't know that there are Spartans in the second one. What? They're they're Greeks. They're Spartan light, whatever you want to say. Um, yeah, no, they're not Spartans. I don't believe, but I no, it's not the same fight. That's outrageous. Then, what's the point? It's still it's still oiled up, Mandrill. You'll still enjoy it. This time they're on boats. But it's not as good. Like boats. It's not as good. Lots of slaughtering. Not as good. But anyway, that is the film over. What were your boys' thoughts on it? It was good. It was good. It was good. I like, I like watching the fighting. Any better than you like watching the fighting, and it was good. Um. Are you mentally present? Yes. He's just thinking about the naked man. Yes, he's very distracted. I'm always distracted by that. Um, But no, I I thoroughly enjoyed the movie. And whenever I watch movies that are in this sort of setting, I always go on like a binge. So I go back to the the good five years where like 300 was released and then Clash of the Titans as well. Which is another fantastic movie, um, and just all that sort of movies. So got the boy Jake Stolly from Avatar in it. Yeah, and it's got Medusa's head in it. But the story of Medusa is rather sad. Yeah. Very good. Do you want to expand on yours at all? Me. Yeah. Other than uh, he was good, or is that literally 
like I like I like the way it was shot. It looked really cool. The action was really cool. I think it could have probably have done without all the political stuff to be honest because that actually never ended up going anywhere. Because I I was sitting there expecting like him not to die at the end because she'll have got the army for him but that never happened so I don't see what the point in all the political stuff was. It just took me out with a bit of the film that I actually enjoyed. Yeah, politics in this is it. it's going off of it's roughly kind of inspired by historical events, let's say. Mm-hmm. Which is why he didn't kill Xerxes, because he didn't kill him in real life. And yeah, I think the why they didn't get saved. Honestly, they could have made this an hour and a half and taken out all the politics, and I would have still been I would have been happier. I didn't mind the politics. I just, it just felt like it was always taking me out of it, you know? Uh, nah, I didn't mind it. I'll, I'm going to compare it to the, the Mary Jane missions in the first Spider-Man game. You know, like, you're playing a Spider-Man game, you want to be Spider-Man. And then suddenly you're playing as MJ just crouching around taking photos. Like, I want to just watch Jared Butler stab more people, and instead I'm just <laughs> watching politics. No, I, I see I, where you're coming from. I can see, I just don't agree. Yeah, that, I think if it was just like the hour or hour and a half of just straight violence and action, it would become oversaturated. Yeah, I think it's just since this film just didn't really have much of a story going for it. Makes me not the political stuff, you know. It's it's a it's a lost cause. That's all it is. Yeah, it's just like me. It's a sacrifice. It's like I just want to. The only I didn't care for the story that much. I just want to see fighting. I think it would have been too. I think it needed it. I think it would have just been too bland. If it's just yeah, the exact I, same no, thing. No, no, I do see. I think it did need it, but it, I think they could probably let the let the script cook a bit longer. It also gave a bit of separation between Slaughter 1, Slaughter 2, and Slaughter 3. And you, we still managed to get them all confused. Yes. Yep. We were jumping all over the place. It doesn't really matter, to be honest. It doesn't. But... I was just going to say justice for my boy Fat Man Blade Hands. <laughs> No. Don't worry, I didn't forget about you, even though Scott did. He doesn't deserve to be remembered. Wow. Now, Kyle, you, you've, been, you've been bigging up your knowledge of the Greeks. Do you want to drop some fun facts on us about Greece? Okay. Give us a lore lesson. A lore le- Oh, God. Kyle's um... lore corner. That could be your, your weekly segment. Just drop, nah. some, drop some lore on us. So, for the first fun fact, we've got the Greeks had some very odd superstitions regarding food. So, some Greeks would not eat beans because they thought they contained the souls of the dead. Damn, that must that must have been bad. I love beans. Beans on toast, man. I had beans on toast for lunch today. Oh, you can't go wrong with it. Mm-mm. Um... And Where did they get that from? There's what? a lot of weird stuff. Um, 
There is a fun fact that I'll tell you later, Scott, because I've told Joel already, but it's uh, sadly not fit for the podcast. Oh, um, okay. <laughs> so with the movie 300, it was not fully accurate, as you can guess, um, because it was being told from a storyteller's point of view. But it was based on a true event. Um, and despite being heavily outnumbered, the Spartans managed to hold off the Persians for three days. Um, and the stand that these 300 made, which was likely more than 300, um, allowed the other Greek city-states to essentially prepare their defences. Um, sadly, the Spartans were obviously defeated, but their valiant defence against such overwhelming odds inspired everyone else and boosted morale. Am I getting my history mixed up, or is this kind of the last thing that the Spartans ever did? Uh, probably. Because after this, they basically became... Yeah, they were still Spartans, they were still Sparta, but it was almost like they were Sparta for tourism. Because I know during the Roman times they were, but I don't know if this is the end of that. Yeah. When is this? This was like 3,000 the... years ago. It is half the date here, 480 BC. Is that around the Roman? The Romans have to be um, kicking off fairly soon after that. Yeah, I think it's fairly soon after that, because then you've got a lot of other shit hitting the fan. Yeah. Because the Roman stuff was still kicking around because they essentially stole the Greek um, religion. So they had like mar they had all the planets instead of um, the gods. But yeah. another fun fact is that I, around the world back then, women were not very. They didn't have many freedoms or rights. However, in Sparta, um, women were able to walk around freely. Um, they were able to live freely within society. They were educated, but it was mainly in physical fitness, music, dance, and other types of arts. And this was because the Spartan belief was that strong and healthy mothers would pr produce strong warriors. Hmm. You do be knowing a lot about Greek. And my final fact, Sparta had a dual monarchy, uh, monarchy. It was ruled by two kings from separate families. Can I just add a note on some of the times they say free Greeks in this? Mm -hmm. The Spartans were a big fan of slaves. Yeah. Oh god, yeah. Because they were all, the reason they could all be warriors is because to do all the farming, they had slaves to do that. Yeah. <laughs> I think that I I was reading reviews and there's a lot of complaints about how this film and I think we've probably made a mistake here waiting so long to mention this. A lot of the complaints about this film is it makes you it makes the the Spartans seem like the good guys. Oh god no. <laughs> this is one of the film there's no good guys. This is two bad guys fighting each other. I think the film can get away with it because the entire thing is it's narrated. By yeah. his guy, and he's unreliable. I mean, half of them are half orc things, the mortals yeah. area. Yeah. That's not real. How do you know? Were you around back then? No, I wasn't. And what about your your favorite, like, head chopping off bastard? What did you Oh, nah. 
Big man, hands. knife hands. Knife hands. I'm looking at the picture, bro. They took his toes. <laughs> Why did they take his toes? I didn't notice that. Scott's posted a picture in our Discord here. And he he has no toes. He looks like Patrick Starr. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, he actually does. Patrick Starr with RTX on. <laughs> the, the, the inner workings of my mind are an enigma. Yeah. Even to you. <laughs> oh boy, 3am. Slice his head off. No. <laughs> <sighs> well, Scott, I think it's time for your takeaways. My takeaways? Um, one of them is hubris is always the answer. Because uh, we get a line in the movie earlier on about him sending in the mortals and being a bit, bit, bit too confident himself. So, hubris is always the answer. And oil is better than armor. Which That's I think we, we can That's all agree true. on. Everybody, everybody all, all my Demon Souls players know if you fight in the phalanx, you chuck the fire bombs and you put the fire resin on your sword. Easy win. <laughs> That's World 1-1 one, one right there. First boss in the game. True yeah. fact. I think that is also done with the movie half of this. Unless Kyle's got any more facts he wants um, to... Well, Athena was likely the most favoured god amongst uh, Spartans. In all fairness, when you play her in Smite, she does have a sick ultimate. So <laughs> you and your bloody Smite. <laughs> Oh, it's a good game! Her ultimate is that she just picks any teammate on the map and just teleports to them, but makes a massive explosion when she gets there. You're meant to play her as a support so that she doesn't do, like, barely any damage and it's just like, well, you guys know you play League. Support, you know? Yeah, if you're going to waste your time but, playing one of those games, just play League. Nah, because Smite's fun. And what you do is, I play Athena in the jungle, and you do full damage on her. And it effectively turns her ultimate into a nuclear bomb. So you yeah, just appear. You don't play her. MOBAs for fun. No. You play them because you hate yourself. Well, yeah, I, I hate League. I still play it. Oh, I play this for fun in the funnest ways of... I don't think I ever play a laner where they're meant to be. You gotta keep them on their toes. The man's a troll. He's no, because the thing is, I've played 600 hours of jungle on that game. I'm not a troll, I know what I'm doing. That's every, just depressing. Every Right, okay, do you want to talk about depressing, Kyle? What's your league hours? <laughs> anyway, thank you for exactly. listening to this podcast. Exactly. This has been three, uh, three idiots in a movie. More like three idiots in a tangent. Three idiots in a tangent. I mean, I think that's what keeps it fun, though, isn't it? It'd be really yeah. boring if we just sat here and went, so this, this happened, is I like 300... This. That sounds like my normal voice. Fuck, I can't do that. The <laughs> <laughs> oh. bad guys attack, and then the good guys fight back, and then they talk about politics. And then the bad guys attack, and then the good guys fight back, and then, and then they talk about politics. Politics. And then the bad guys attack, and the good guys lose, 
as far as I'm aware, you're just replaying exactly what I've just said in this past hour and a half or whatnot. Yeah, but we made it fun. (laughs) If we didn't go on tangents or anything, that's what this podcast would be like. Yeah, people are not here for anything useful or informative. Did your friend give you any? Any people are not here. Why they like it, Kyle? Uh, Accent. Yeah, honestly, I think it may just be the accent. Okay, laddie! Jesus. We get the novelty factor. Let's hear your best Scottish accent, Scott. No. (laughs) Not a chance. Cowards. Yeah, no, I thought about it, but no. Yeah, you at least thought about it. Kyle did not. He did not even consider We'll we'll slip some random snippets into later on ones just to just to keep the person listening. There might be snippets. But we'll do like an episode on train spotting one day. The, oh, the, God, yeah, there yeah. we go. Do a full Scottish episode. <laughs> Gotta wear a kilt and everything. Drink whiskey. I, I'm never I have I've made a deal. I'm never wearing a kilt again. Somebody sees something they weren't meant to. No, I just don't like it's not comfortable. You get a nice breeze. Yeah, but it is, it is not my style. Do I look like the kind of man that wants to wear a kilt? I have said if anyone ever asks me to wear a kilt again to a wedding, I am just going to buy a black long, like, you know, those skirts that you can get for men. So you're going to wear a dress? You're going to yeah. wear a dress. Yes! <laughs> I, I, yes! Wear a dress with a low cut back. Oh. <laughs> Oh, I will show up in this skimpiest dress. <laughs> the uh, thing is, I, that's, I need I, to drink now. I honestly, <laughs> image. I hate wearing kilts so much that I would rather wear that. Oh god! No, let's end this podcast you're, so you're I can drink girl. myself to sleep. Don't lie, you're enjoying the image. No, no, it's like bleached into my brain. Drink to forget, Kyle. Drink, drink to forget. Drink to remember. He's excited. No. No. <laughs> okay. I'm going to end this here. This has been Three Idiots in a Movie. I have been Scott. Is there anybody else here? No? Possibly I've, not? I've been Joel. Gonna... I was waiting for Kyle to say something, but he's just too busy enjoying the image of me in a dress. No. We've, we've broken Kyle. No. He's present. We do promise. Only in spirit. No, not in I spirit. Will just, I would just like to add, Kyle has over a year of in-game time in League of Legends for the viewers at home. Over the course of 14 years! Yeah, but that's still a year of in-game time. And I just want to also add that this man tried to say that that was t- including time in queue. That hour does not include time in queue. You really gotta do let's, me like that, don't let's, you? Let's not. If, you, let's... if you're disrespecting Smite, look, don't come after us Smite fans. <laughs> oh, there's there's ten of us. Just wait. You're all snorting copium. Just wait, because they're gonna add God, they're gonna add Jesus to the game one day. It's gonna be great.
It's gonna right. piss off so many people. Well, right, like, we're we're gonna call this no, here. I no, won't talk about no, it. No, we're gonna call it. I'm gonna I'm gonna have we this. can have this argument outside of the call. No, I'm but gonna, like theoretically, they have to. They're they're gonna have to add. I'm gonna hit that stop recording button. Point, like surely. Uh, just silence them. Like they're gonna have to add God one day. <laughs> you beat right. This has been three movies an idiot. I will. Movies and an idiot. I'm sorry. What was that, Scott? Because I found the unmute button and you just said this. <laughs> Wait till this he just. Dis- three movies. <laughs> oh, Scott, have you played with this button, though? Is it the disconnect one? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Right. I've, d- I've taken the other boys away. The podcast's done. Oh, no, they're back. <laughs> He's learning. My God. That's the end of the podcast. I hope you all enjoyed. Bye.